This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Welcome to another special episode of Revolution Church Podcast. It's another Meet Your Congregation episode, and I am Caleb here with Pastor Jay Baker. Hello, everyone. And we are also here uh, on the interwebs with online congregation member Bethany Shea. Hello, Bethany. Oh, hi, everybody. Uh, hi, hi. Also, Pastor. She pastor, is a pastor. That's correct. Pastor Bethany, Bethany Shea. Yes. She knows all the heresy. Right. So she can I figure do. out all the heresy that we exactly. listen to. She, oh, no. Because she does another podcast where she just talks about the heresy oh, of boy. revolution. We no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I used to have somebody who did that when it was awesome. I take copious notes. Oh, no. We've been had. Oh, I miss, I miss oh, the, yeah. the, Cal, the neo, neo-Calvinist days when those guys would, would air a clip and then talk about it. Uh-huh. They actually knew more about my talks than I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... So where are you and, and what's going on there? Yeah, um, I live in Humboldt County, so which is in Northern California, about five hours north of San Francisco. I pastor two churches. One is a non-denominational church that I helped start 14 years ago called Catalyst. And the other one is a United Methodist Church where I'm a licensed local pastor. Um, wow. I'm in seminary as well, so I'm finishing up the last year of seminary. Um, Are you exhausted? I am exhausted. I've got three kids. Three kids? Three kids. And you have date night because I follow you on Instagram and see your date night mm-hmm. posts. Yeah, yeah. We, um, it, it's like our, our sanity. Uh, it's, like, it's like the start of Sabbath, but usually I'm writing a sermon by Saturday morning, so, right. um, so it's not a full Sabbath. But it's nice to Sabbath in, in that way before I write a sermon instead of writing it out of like, a state of depletion. So it's pretty good. Right. Yeah. So you have two churches. Yeah. Um, what was the one before the first one called? Catalyst. It's called Catalyst. Catalyst. Yeah. So is yeah. it non-denominational, the, that one? It is. Yeah. It's non-denominational. It's not associated with any denomination or anything. We just started it. Uh, my husband was on staff at a large church in Southern mm. California. And so they helped kind of right. send us up, but they haven't associated with us. Um, and it's a it's a church full of angsty Christians yeah. that are super disenfranchised mm. with institutionalized church and untrusting of that. Um, so it's it's like it's definitely my people. Yeah. I, I feel very I feel like they're my home or my safe spot. Is it yeah. strange to go from like one to the other? Very, very strange. Yeah, because mm. I find like I've got so much freedom we're doing revolution because we don't have any denominational ties. Totally. You know, and then I'm sure I, if I had to go back and forth, it would be kind of, because mm. it's not like you can just do one talk. I mean, I guess you could kind of fix them around a little bit, but just one talk for both. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, I have to modify it for one for than the other, mm. but um, I feel like the Methodist church has allowed me to become more mature. So I feel like that's something that's been helpful it's not a denomination I see myself staying with for the long run in the, in the ways that they're uh, in the ways that is expected of a pastor. So I'm not going for ordination within it. Um, 
right now I'm staying a licensed local pastor. I feel very called to the local church. Yeah. And the Methodist denomination is it's just different where they move pastors and that's just not where I feel like I'm called to be. Hmm. And so seminary yeah. as well. That's yeah. that's yeah. a lot. Full plate. It is a full plate. It is. I mean, is it like tons of different theologians and all the different theologies? I mean, that are you're studying right now? Yeah, uh, oftentimes, yes, depending on the class. Right now, I'm in a class called religious leadership. So that's been, um, there's not much theology involved. Yeah, sounds like politics. It's a lot of like, how do we, how do we count the people? Is it weird though? Like, are there stuff where you're like, I don't know about that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, of course, of course. But I'm at a really good seminary. It's called Claremont School of Theology. And they're very progressive in their thinking, and they they provide a, a large realm of uh, readers and um, theologians that we can read from and, and gain from. I, I appreciate a lot of what they have taught me. And I, I grew up very conservative mm. in a sort of space where, like, I was homeschooled. Uh. Women were never even allowed to pray in church or anything. So I feel like I've got a nice wide swath of influence <laughs> in my life. Right. Uh, sometimes sometimes I feel like I have to learn how to code switch and talking with yeah. like evangelical people and progressive people. And I know maybe that's not the most appropriate term since I'm a white person, but there is a sense of like having to learn how to speak Christianese religiosity. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I grew up in the, you know, the assemblies of God. And then when... I became affirming. I, I I got welcomed into a lot more of like mainline denominations and things like that. And I did notice there was like yeah. this complete difference, mm-hmm. you know, like even how like if evangelical crowds are bored, it's like mm-hmm. how mainliners listen. You know mm. what I mean? So like you're like, oh, they all hate mm. this, you know. But the mainliners are like, oh language. no, yeah, their body oh, language okay. and just the crowd, like uh. it just like listens differently. And you're like, yeah. it's it's really funny mm. to to kind of learn that over time like playing a different venue kind of yeah, thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So interesting. So, so I'm curious, Bethany, you're talking about, yeah. you know, being raised conservative and, and, uh, it sounds like you're in a, a different place theologically now. Um, can you cite any, like, were there any kind of catalysts in your life? Were there any specific events that kind of shaped your personal worldview shift or, uh, or was it just kind of a, a general overall just kind of coming to terms with life? Like what yeah. can you specifically point at anything that affected your theology? Yeah, I think that there's been a lot for sure. Um, I think a lot of it is just like that unraveling that happens really slowly mm. where uh, it, there's there's certain inconsistencies in the Bible, which I was always taught that the Bible was perfectly yep. and wonderfully made <laughs> just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing those unravelings happen, um, I've, I've always been a questioner and more of a cynic of a person anyway. And so there was just a lot of time of my life where I just wanted to throw everything away. And I, uh, but eventually I felt like I couldn't because, because of Jesus. Yes. But also um, the Imago day, like that sense of that connectedness that we have within each mm. other as human beings was something that I couldn't deny. And if that was true, then I had to keep pursuing what else might be true. So a lot of it mm. had to just be, I had to throw a lot of it away or at least re retool it to some yeah. degree or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Repurpose. Yeah, totally. It was weird when I felt like I was called to, to be a preacher when um, God didn't do that for women. And so that <laughs> right. was something that was hard for me to come to terms with, like recognizing that maybe my version of who I believed God was, wasn't the correct version. Yeah. Totally. Maybe, maybe no one has the right version of who God is. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It seems like that would be a good thing, though, for you to be able to talk to people who don't believe that, you know, like. Yeah. I'm still amazed that people don't think women can be pastors. Um, <laughs> like, that still boggles my mind. Um, but there's also yeah. so much in the Bible that I don't, like, accept, like, especially the pastoral epistles, you know. So it's like one of those mm-hmm. things where it's like. It is so strange to me. It is like it's like living in another world. And I've honestly recently just been stepping back from the church. Like I, I'm on Twitter and I follow a lot of Christians and progressive yeah. Christians and, and things like that. But and they all put stuff up. But like lately, I've even been trying to not like engage as much because I just feel like there's so much mm-hmm. heresy in in the church. That wasn't meant to be heresy, but it was just all this stuff that was just built into the church that we've accepted for so long that it's it's hard for us to see. So I feel like I've had to step back a little bit, especially from my readings of like Hegel and stuff like that, of like trying to recognize what the real message is, what the deeper meaning is, and what Christianity can be, and um, and not be completely immersed into the system, which is it's, it's really tough because I don't want to be like this lone gunman either like the the lone wolf you know yeah right i still want to be a part of community but i also want to see like what what separates the message of christianity i mean one of the things my mom always did was is you know she was really focused on the basics like Mm. god loves me i love god Mm. and i love my neighbor as myself which is equally as important to all that and she kind of ran with it you know and i feel like she kind of had this like beautiful naive type of faith um despite the fact told that she couldn't yeah. you know wear pants at church and she couldn't go to movies and she wasn't supposed to wear makeup and we saw how that turned out uh-huh. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but but still you know it's like so i'm trying to like you know where is this essence at i don't know if you have any thought on that but that's been something i've been dealing with yeah yeah no i think i think that there's those rules of the church or the wider accepted rules of the church whatever we want to call that polity or doctrine or whatever whatever yeah. that um that hold people to a certain kind of standard that no one is actually living into. So it's the, the inconsistency in each person um, with what we say we believe or the things that we think are right or wrong aren't actually being held within our daily lives in many ways. And, and then, you know, the, the wider world sees that and shows that actually Christians are the fake news. <laughs> right. You know? Have you noticed, I, I mean, I've noticed this, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I'm just going to ask, but I, have you noticed okay. as like, as, as kind of, you know, doing a, 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 like kind of an underground church and things like that, you know, there's, it seems to be like there's a large left movement coming alive in the church and a progressive movement in the church. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, I'm worried that they're practicing similar types of fundamentalism or, you know, right. type of, 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 of who's in and who's out. Mm. And I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you know, and especially as a woman preacher, but woman pastor, you know, I think it's your what you have to say is extremely important on this. I mean, do you see that in happening in the church? Is that something that you're struggling with? Are you getting kickback from folks like that? Um, I I can see that. Yes, um, this this desire to be so far over to one side, um, it it's there's like a different kind of uh, exclusion in the inclusion. Right. So, so like if, if you don't, if you don't abide by all of these 
tenants that we are now claiming as the right ones, then you are no longer, you no longer belong Mm -hmm. in our community. So there is that sense of like doubling down on the other side. And maybe that's just because of who we are as humans, like this sense of um, needing to hold on to something and holding on to it with like both fists, double fisted Mm -hmm. uh, in order to feel like, feel like we're a part of something beyond ourselves and i don't know it it doesn't there's not a lot of provision for conversation around around that and then what we see is that people who might not totally agree or might feel like they're on the outskirts um feel like they can't say anything because Mm -hmm. then they'll be shut down Mm -hmm. or quieted or dismissed and so then they just kind of go into the shadows and either find another church community. Hopefully that's more inclusive mm-hmm. than the very inclusive one they're a part of. Um, or they just, or they just like are silent and they get forgotten in a way they become the marginalized in yeah. that community, mm. even though they are not marginalized in the wider world. Yeah. I mean, and that's funny because that's kind of why we started revolution is because we saw this group of folks that were being marginalized, a lot of punk rock kids yeah. and hippie kids when we first started, you know, and, and it was kind of reach out to them. And it just, it's strange to watch the shift of who becomes the marginalized, especially because like my, mm. my rebellion towards evangelicalism and more conservative Christianity probably happened in my early twenties. And I mean, I'm 45 now. So yeah. it's strange to kind of see that happening now, but in a similar feel of like, well, we're going to treat them like they treated us. And that's my mm-hmm. biggest worry is that we go back into that kind of mentality of, you know, us and them again. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel really? like I've really been struggling to, to, as a pastor, to, to, to communicate and create a place for people to come and be able to argue well and disagree yeah. well. Um, yeah. So yeah. we can move forward. I've felt that in your space. Like I've felt that in your community. You are somebody who really does bring the sense of like, what is the middle ground? What is the, the thing that, that we can come together on yeah, here. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I've, I've felt that I don't, you know, I haven't, I haven't followed you for, for a long time besides just like the bits and pieces when you go into, when you like put out an article or something like that over the years. But um, just in the past year that I've been signing on to your, your talks, there is like this authenticity in you that is really refreshing that I think a lot of people desperately need in their lives and and there's not very many people that are willing to hold space for differing ideas and differing opinions. And you're able to hold that space really well. Oh, thank you. I, I feel like, yeah, it's like, I don't want to try to, I try not to come off as like a moderate. <laughs> right. You know, like that's yeah. not what we're trying to do. Sure, sure. But it's just trying to be like, create a safe space and have, yeah. and people really want diversity. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's when you start having the diversity of and ideas thought, yeah. and thought, it gets really complicated. And so I'm just curious how other pastors are experiencing that kind of stuff too right now. Right. Cause that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause you don't, it's not like you're, you don't want to come across like asserting moderacy, no. but you want to, you want to validate, you know, anyone who might happen to, to come along so that they feel that they have a safe, I don't want to say safe space cause it's such a buzzword, but right. they, they, they have a secure, you know, kind of space where they can, uh, where their thoughts and their ideas and their viewpoints validated, you know, right. Yeah. Or at least argued, you know, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, respected. Um, yeah. How did sure. you? How did you find out? I mean, we always ask this question, so I guess what I would ask is, how did you find out about Revolution and what we're doing? Um, gosh, I think I've been following you guys for quite some time, but 
uh, haven't really listened into the talks much, but uh, I've, I mean, I've known about you, Jay, for quite a number of years, just from um, Pete Rollins and different okay. people that I follow and admire. And um, I think the first time I ever heard Pete speak was at, it was like at a conference that Rob Bell put on. Okay. Poets, mm. Preachers, and Prophets or something. Yeah, yeah, like, I remember oh, that. Yeah. Wow, I haven't thought oh about gosh. that in years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, and I, I went out for a beer with him and a few other people, and I was just like, this guy has something really important that's needed to be said and, yeah. um, and valuable. And so, so I think within those sorts of circles, I came to know who you were and then, um, yeah. And then revolution from that. Have you ever attended wake or anything like that? When he Pete's stuff? No. Okay. I should look into that though. Cause I, I feel like I, I guess we haven't met before in person. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Because just, I guess I've just seen you online enough. Do you ever go to Wild Goose or anything? I went the first year. I did not go the first year. And then I didn't get invited uh-huh. back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a badge of honor. Yeah, I'm trouble. Like I, I even like the progressive festivals. I, I think I honestly think I've literally been <laughs> banned from every Christian festival I've ever spoken at. <laughs> or they went, or they went under. I can't say I was banned from all of them. Some of them stopped meeting, but. <laughs> but who's keeping score? Yeah, who's keeping score? I am. I am nice. definitely keeping score. Uh, someone, yeah, I guess they are probably. So, um, <laughs> I'm inviting you back. Yeah. <laughs> They're PR people. <laughs> uh, or it could just be I'm shit. I'm just a shit speaker. But Come on, Jay. I, play, I, I like to think I'm radical. <laughs> um, You're just too far ahead. Of the, uh, know, that's it, bro. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. They're, totally. Ready. I'm They're just, not ready for you. I'm to see the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyhow, um, you got any other questions? Um, I guess we can, we can move towards, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you, I do want to say is like, you're super busy. Mm-hmm. You've do it pastoring two yeah. churches, which is extremely which honorable. Your churches is well. amazing. Yeah. Your ministry. And you're doing school, which is seminary, yeah. which is just like yeah, mind boggling. And a lot of people come out not knowing what they believe anymore. Yeah. And, um, three kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a husband and a date night. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I that's <laughs> awesome. I just want to say, I, I like from what I've seen, like it, it seems like you're really doing well to balance a lot of things. And, and I think that's one of the reasons definitely we should plug your church because yeah. here's somebody who's really doing hard work and, and living life. And, mm. and it's tough to make those, those, you know, I've been married before the, you know, it's tough to, to, to balance. to balance all that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's really helpful because, Jay, Jay, my husband is Jay. Uh, He is, he's, he co-pastors with me. And so it's like, we're never alone in it. Uh, Luckily, we, we really like each other a lot. (laughs) That's, that's, that's good. So, you know, like you love your spouse or whatever, but we actually really like each other almost all the time. And that's, um, that's super helpful as well. Yeah. And we have a lot of the same values and the same kinds of frustrations and that sort of thing. So it's, pretty great we we're really really thankful for each other that's for sure oh that's fantastic that's awesome to hear yeah. mm-hmm. you yeah. know yeah and the fact that you're working together i mean that's amazing yeah 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 you know that's a feat yeah <laughs> and that you like each other because yeah. that's an important distinction yeah. truly oh the question yeah mm-hmm. yeah so we always ask and since you're a pastor yes mm-hmm. you know <laughs> part of the chosen few whatever <laughs> i don't know the elect first of all people but pastor's way too high. Oh my gosh, yes. Because we're all just normal shitty people. Yep. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, 
So we always ask, like, you've obviously tend to service online. And is there anything that you think that we could be doing differently, could be doing better, could be doing more of, could even do be less of? So I don't want to run another church. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think from my experience, it's been really, you're just very engaging. You never come across as arrogant, which is helpful. A lot of pastors tend to seem to know everything about everything. I think what you guys are doing is really great. I love this whole meet the congregation. That's this guy. I might have to co-opt that for myself. and You should. <laughs> use it for our church. Caleb came up with that idea. It's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's such a good idea. It's such a great way to do a podcast too. Thank you. Because we, we love to hear, everybody loves to hear about the people that they are somehow connected to. Mm-hmm. So it's brilliant, truly. Oh. Thank you very much. That's very flattering. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, feel free to to use it and uh, just uh, drop us a little postcard when you make it to the top. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about us. Um, is there any is there anything that you'd like other folks in the congregation to know or oh, yeah. to say to them mm-hmm. or and yeah, know? please promote your ministries and stuff. And yeah. I'm sure we have listeners yeah. and congregation members around your area who could connect with you. It's possible. Um, I, so my church is the website is provokechange.org. And I have uh, my own website as well as withbethany.com. And I write from time to time on there. And um, I'm going to do a Lent series on there as well, just like a daily Lent reading for people who subscribe to it. So um, anybody's welcome to follow me there as well. Do you say with Bethany, W-I-T-H? Yeah, withbethany.com. I'll put that in the show notes. Sweet. I don't I don't know if I have anything else. I, uh, I'm an adoptive parent. So if anybody ever wants to talk about adoption with me, I'm... All of my kids are adopted, and it's open adoption, so we're very connected to the birth families. And oh, wow. so, within days, I'm available for conversation of that too. That's amazing. Very That's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a great resource. Yeah, yeah. I have a few friends who 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 were adopted, and and just mm. you know, one who has been looking for their birth parents for a oh, long wow. time, and just going through with them that yeah. journey is really amazing and intense. Totally, yeah. totally. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we realize how many kids are are out there going through the system, dealing with the system in our mm-hmm. own country. You know, it's like, you know, I know I was doing a lot of talking about kids in cages and stuff like that. And then yeah, my friend yeah. was like, she was like, Hey, you know, but what about us kids who are in the system and, you know, and stuck in that system? And yep. what about, you know, don't forget about us as well. You know? And I was like, wow, that's, you know, it's like, you know, it's like you're constantly like trying to like play that, like hit the weasel game. You know what I mean? Where it's oh, like, yeah. you know, know. you know, know, and there's always something going on. And I think that's what we need to realize as people in the church is like, there's always a group yeah. who needs to be recognized, who needs to be loved and needs to be cared about. Mm. And the fact is that we're human beings and not, we can't yeah. do everything. Totally. Yeah. But the fact that we're a diverse body, yeah. we can reach different people and have different ways of doing yeah. that. Yeah. And, mm. and, and I, I, I want to start supporting doing people in ministry who don't you know like i can't spoke speak out on everything but i want to support people who are doing work that i can't do or that i'm not right. available to do you know and, and recognize that so i think that's fantastic good mm-hmm. for sure good for you and thank you for for sitting with us and doing this interview in your in your busy schedule mm-hmm. putting us in there yeah well hopefully we'll see you sometime in person once this crazy thing is over we yeah. want to eventually do a revolution meetup meet and yeah. pete rollins is in california so I'll be rad. Yeah, maybe we can connect sometime. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Love it. Pacific coasters. Yep. Well, best luck to you. Have a good one. Thank and you. I'll uh we'll let we'll keep in touch on, yep. on Instagram. 
and uh, all that good Sounds stuff. Good. All right. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, guys. It was nice to see you both. Nice to Bye. see you. Bye-bye. Bye. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.